May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God our Father and from his Son, his only Son, our Savior, Jesus the Christ. These are the dog days of summer here in South Texas. We'd like to tell the 100 degree temps to go to the dogs. We haven't done anything wrong to deserve this other than choosing to live in San Antonio. Still, we feel as though we're in the doghouse. Some are even sick as a dog over the heat wave. We're a bunch of underdogs with no option but to hang in there until the weather breaks. It might even seem as though we're barking up the wrong tree to expect anything to change. I, I think we just have to let this sleeping dog lie. Okay, that's it. No more silly play on words because today's sermon is not about hot weather and drought. It's about a district and a daughter, and a demon, and dogs, and a dog, but even more about a delightful declaration. May the Holy Spirit give us expectant hearts and attentive ears and minds to listen and learn from God's word today so that we hear the good news not only to a Canaanite woman, but also to us. People God dearly loves. Today's gospel reading may be unfamiliar to some of you, and I'll admit it is a rather strange story. This event is only recorded in Matthew's gospel, which means that as we follow this cycle of scripture readings assigned for Sundays after Pentecost, we only hear about a district, a daughter, a demon, a dog, and a delightful, a delightful declaration once every three years. So we'll start with a district. Tyre and Sidon are north and west of the Sea of Galilee. Other than his childhood journey to Egypt after the visit of the wise men, this is as far as Jesus ever travels in his 33 years on earth. Tyre and Sidon in 1923 are now part of the country of Lebanon. So Matthew 15 gives us a border incident. Jesus crosses into Gentile territory, and this region was then still populated by Canaanites, the ancient enemies of God's people. Jesus does this for two reasons. First, to put distance between himself and the ever-building opposition of the Jewish religious leaders. A strict Jew would walk around Samaria from Judah in the south to Israel in the north, and would not step foot in this pagan district which Jesus chose to visit. So what's the second reason? Jesus is ready to demonstrate that there is no distance between his mercy and his grace and those who think they are too far away from his kingdom, which will, be, which will bring a great desire a great surprise to his disciples then, and a wonderful surprise to us now. Long before telegraphs and telephones, before radio and television, before satellites and cell phones and the internet, a Canaanite woman has heard something from someone about this parable-telling, miracle-working preacher from down south, and she is bold. She is bold for the sake of her daughter, who is possessed by an unclean spirit. Many of you know, but some of you perhaps don't, 
that demonic possession is a common event in the ministry of Jesus. In power and compassion, our Lord performs exorcisms on a number of occasions. And we have echoed that in today's baptismal liturgy. I asked, do you renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways? And you said, and the father of the little girl said it very strongly, I do renounce them. This is what a caring mother wants for her daughter. So she approaches Jesus and won't stop crying out. That's the sense of the Greek text. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. And in this plea, the Canaanite woman says and does four remarkable things. First, she speaks like a true disciple. She calls Jesus Lord and will do so two more times. Second, she speaks like an Israelite, not as a foreigner. She addresses Jesus as the son of David. Third, she does not selfishly act for herself. She acts and pleads for her daughter. And fourth, she knows, somehow she knows, that Jesus has authority over demonic spirits. And there are four other things that happen in this unexpected, unusual encounter. First, Jesus is silent. He hears the woman, but he chooses not to reply. Second, I'll say it this way, the disciples seem to be more pious than our Lord. Once more, I'll take you back to the baptismal liturgy. This time to that reading from Mark 10 about Jesus welcoming the little children. It began this way. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. Not at those people bringing the little children, but at his own disciples. In our text, the woman begs, then the disciples do the same thing. Send her away, they begged Jesus, for she won't stop crying out. Do something for her. The third thing that happens is that nothing happens. Jesus does not do what the woman hoped for. He does not do what his own disciples demand. Instead, he tells them, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus silences the twelve and still ignores the woman. Now the fourth thing is a series of surprises. The Canaanite woman with the demon-possessed daughter does not quietly slink away. She doesn't say to herself, what was I thinking? I am a foreigner. I'm not one of the sheep. I have no right to expect this Jesus, as great as I've heard that he is, to respond to me. The second surprise is that the woman doesn't stop. She's not deterred. She comes right up to Jesus. She kneels before him, one more action of a true worshiper of the true God, and she prays only three words, Lord, help me. The next surprise is how Jesus answers the woman when he finally speaks to her. It's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Of course, 
That's true. You don't take food off the table, especially the children's food, and toss it to the dogs. In a sermon of Martin Luther 500 years ago on Matthew 15, he preached, if Jesus had said this to me, I would have run right out the door. So the fourth surprise is the Canaanite woman's response. Yes, Lord, she says, calling Jesus Lord for the third time. That's right. It's wrong to do that. And now I'm going to change her words a little bit to my own as she continues, you called me a dog and you're right. I'm not a child. I'm not a daughter of Abraham. I'm not a Jew. Since I am a dog, then treat me like a dog. Don't give me a seat at the table, but let me eat the crumbs that fall on the floor. Then Jesus responds to this daring declaration with his delightful declaration. O woman, great is your faith. May your request for your daughter be done for you. And Matthew tells us at the end of verse 28, she was healed instantly. There is good news in this story. And there is good news for us in this story. If you look at the cover of today's worship guide. I had to give mine away to make sure everybody had one. There's a beautiful picture there. I I think it was taken either at Glacier National Park or farther north in the Canadian Rockies. But the words are more important than the picture. They're from Isaiah 56, today's Old Testament reading. Foreigners I will bring to my holy mountain. We are far from God because of our sins. We are outsiders. We are unworthy. Yes, we are dogs. Yet we dare to come to Jesus, falling on our knees, confessing our sins, our sinful thoughts, desires, words, and deeds. We speak our desperate plea, the only words that we can stammer, Lord, help me. And our Lord, points us to a mountain, to God's holy mountain, to the mountain called Golgotha, the mountain where Jesus is crucified, the mountain where the holy and innocent Son of God dies for every Jew and every Gentile and every Canaanite, every American, every Hungarian, and every Kenyan, every Malaysian. This is the mountain where rescue and redemption are won. This is the mountain where forgiveness is granted for all, for you, for me, for Leighton Ellis. This is the mountain where God has mercy on us. Now outcasts and outsiders are welcomed into the family, including this new child of God carried to the font today. And there are no crumbs. There are no leftovers. There is an abundance a wonderful abundance of God's love and mercy and grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.